organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of this podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, and I am your girl. To book me as a speaker for your next event, go to RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. This is a really exciting time for my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, because it is my first podcast series and really the first time I've opened up my podcast to have guests on my show. I was inspired by International Women's Day and I felt like I was called to do this series from God or the universe. I just felt like he brought these amazing women into my life and gave me a platform to allow me the opportunity to share their stories with women all over the world. I'm blessed to be surrounded by these incredible women and it would be extremely selfish if I kept them and their stories all to myself. So I'm really excited to share them with you guys. They are filled with life lessons and valuable tips and advice on how to overcome the toughest challenges that life has thrown our way. You guys, like you guys though, you guys are in for a serious treat with this series. So be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when a new episode launches and please leave me a review on my podcast to show your love and support. I would be so grateful. On this episode of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, we are going to be talking to Jazz, who is the brow boss of her own business in St. Thomas. She is so amazing. Um, and I'm really grateful. To, I've known Jazz for a while. Um, and I can honestly say she is one of the most honest and kind people that I know. And I'm really, really proud of the success that you've had. And I've seen you since 
since you started your business, you worked at Chick Boss Cake for a little bit. And so I know that your work ethic is so amazing. And it makes sense that you opened your own studio and are doing your thing. And I'm really so proud of watching you do that and grow it. And uh, every time I visit your studio, it's just so beautiful and inviting. And you're, you're so amazing, Jazz. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I actually super loved working at Chick Boss Cake. It was sad to leave, but it was awesome to have that encouragement and help along the way yeah. to opening my own business. So thank right? you. So cool. I can't believe how long I've known you too. Like it makes me feel old now. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. You're not old. <laughs> Awesome. So if you just want to um, tell the listeners a little bit about you, what you do and stuff like that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, So I'm Jazz the Brow Boss. I specialize in eyebrows and I help people grow their brows back when I don't like to say over tweeze, but we did. We all over tweezed. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely helpful to be able to have someone, I show you exactly what I'm going to remove, where it's going to grow in. And it's a nice relaxing experience. I hear. It is. You make it very enjoyable, even though you're pulling hair from our body, you do actually do it so <laughs> gently and so well. Um, and honestly, you are amazing at it. Like you are just so talented at it. And I think, I think because it's what you are passionate about and what you do, you really focus on it. It's not like you don't do a lot of other services. You just literally focus on brows. And I think that that's what makes you so great at it. That's right. I definitely started offering all of the aesthetics services, but realized pretty quickly that I wanted to do what I was best at. Yeah. That's brows. That's amazing. Totally. And it shows in all of your clients just walking around with jazz brow boss brows. It's amazing. Um, and I know a lot of like my friends and stuff go to you too. So it's really, really cool to to watch you grow and uh, become successful. So I love it. So can you tell me, Jazz, about a time in your life where you have faced a significant challenge? Yeah, uh, that was hard to choose from. But uh, definitely right before I started college, I was a single mom. I had just left an abusive relationship. I was signing up for college and there was kind of a middle ground where I was approved for funds to go to college, but hadn't received it. So I was cut off of government assistance. Um, It was really hard to just keep moving forward, uh, knowing that rent was due, bills were due, and I had no source of income coming in. Yeah, that would be really challenging. So can you tell me like, how were you feeling at your darkest time? Because I feel like you, you, you had your child at that point already, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, Christopher was five. Um, so that's such a hard time. It feels like there's still like little babies. Okay. Um, it felt like a block. It felt like swimming against a current, like everything was just pushing back no matter how hard I tried. Um, it, it was really easy to just let those negative thoughts seep in the why me, everything is my fault or 
not my fault, but everything is happening to me. Why even keep trying? Yeah, totally. Cause all like all of a sudden when it's, it's hard enough when those things happen and go wrong, let alone when they happen, they go wrong. And you also have a five-year-old child to take care of too. Like I literally can't imagine going through that. So how, like, how were you feeling at the darkest time? Like you, you said you were swimming against a current you felt like, I feel, I don't know, that would be so hard. Yeah. It just feels like the world is against me. Mm-hmm. Not, not now, but no. definitely it's easy to negativity kind of becomes a lifestyle if you yeah. let it. I agree. So true. Yeah. It's, it, and it's really easy, honestly, to go down the path of, of negativity. I honestly think that as humans, we are more wired to think negatively instead of being a positive, optimistic person. I just think that it comes more natural to be a negative person um, and it takes more effort to be positive. Right. Like, would you agree? That's right. Absolutely. I negative is the easy way to be. That's the easy life. Just thinking that everything against you, it's a constant work of art to be positive. Yeah, no, it's so true. And, and I would say like any positive person um, that, you know, maybe we see on social media or we know positive people and stuff like that. Any positive person was not always a positive person. Like they had to do a lot of work to become a positive person. So I think that that is really important to know too, because, um, you know, a lot of people just think like, Oh, maybe they were born like that or, or they just had an easier life than I did. And that is not the case at all. Every single positive person that lives on this earth was once a negative person just because it's our default of being a human is just to be negative like there's so much crap thrown at us that it's really a mindset to have to learn and it was hard I remember when I was learning to be a positive person um it it felt weird, first of all, because it felt unnatural. I felt like I was lying to myself for a long period of time because I was like, how is this good? And like training your mind to see the good in things is so hard and it's so weird. Um, But I will say, and let me know if you agree with this, but the more you practice it, it, it does become easier. Just like any habit, it becomes more second nature. Um, I wouldn't say that it eliminates all negativity because I think we all, even as the most positive people, we all still have negative thoughts and feel like crap sometimes too. Um, but would you agree like that the more you practice it, it does at least become easier? Absolutely. The more we practice positivity, the easier it becomes because you're setting those routines for yourself, mm-hmm. yourself up to be more positive. Like the fake it till you make it sometimes feels uh, like you're going to fake it forever and that it's never going to be real, but it's almost like a choice. Like you can wake up and stub your toe and let that ruin your whole day, or you can wake up, stub your toe and say, that sucks yeah. and then move on. Yeah, that's so true. I couldn't agree more. And, and honestly, it's, it knowing um, what it's like to live a negative lifestyle and now knowing what it's like to live a more positive lifestyle, it's life is way more enjoyable. I wouldn't say it's less 
Well, I, I think it does make it less hard, but it, it's just more enjoyable, even though hard stuff still happens. And like you said, we still stub our toes. We still spill our coffees. But if you can look at it in a way that it doesn't ruin your entire day, it like life is so much better. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. The every day is happy now, not all day, every day. Right. Every single day I have happiness in the days now that I focus more on positivity. I can absolutely stub my toe and be mad for a few hours, actually, yeah. um, especially if I've painted my toenails. But, um, yeah. but it's, it's absolutely a choice. And, you know, you can make the choice to have the whole cake or you can have just the slice. Yeah. Um, Either way, you're going to have cake. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. It's, it's all about the mindset and how you look at things. So so at that point when you're really struggling and um, so did you end up getting the money for your school or you actually didn't get it at all? I did. I got my money. Um, it was, I believe it was a six week period where I was without any money coming in, uh, which is terrifying. Um there's definitely some chinks in the armor there uh, when it comes to social assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I had to swallow my pride. I had to go to food banks and, you know, soup kitchens and I had to ask for help, which is hard when you're in a new city and you don't really know anyone. Um, I actually met one of my best friends that way. He lived in my building and I was, just just straight up asked a stranger for help, which is, it feels like a low point at the time, but we all have to do things that maybe aren't ideal when we're set up with unpositive moments. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's so true. So how would you say that you overcome that challenge? Was it, um, I, I just think that it's so commendable uh, asking for help. And I think that a lot of People struggle with that, especially in today's society, I would say. Like, I'm sure back then it was really hard too, but like, especially with social media and stuff now, like it it just seems like everybody's life is so put together and, and stuff like that. And like to, to ask <laughs> for help or say that you 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 need help for like food or like anything or that you're struggling with mental health issues or anything like that is it is friggin' real hard now. Like um so so how did you overcome that challenge? Like how did you get through it and and decide that I need to ask for help and it's okay? Um yeah. So at that specific point, it was literally just the end of my rope. I had no other options. So I had to ask for help. Um, now I realize that asking for help, you're going to have to do it eventually anyways. So you can ask for help when the problem comes up or the world can knock you on your ass and you're going to have to ask for help anyways. Mm -hmm. That's, that's so true. That's such great advice too, is like, I think like the sooner you're able to ask for help is what you're saying, the better, because then it doesn't escalate and get to that really like low point where you are forced to, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because like you have your cup overflows and if your cup is overflowing and you're overwhelmed and, you know, then everything starts making you mad. It's easy to just spiral out of control. So then asking for help seems like this gigantic thing when it doesn't have to be. If you just get to that point before everything is overwhelming, um, it's a lot easier to ask for help as opposed to waiting until everything is just crazy and then you're asking for help when it's, it shouldn't be a hard thing to ask for help. It really shouldn't, but it's all about like internal struggles and just paying more attention to ourselves really need to realize when we are coming to that threshold of overflowing our cup. Yeah, I love that. On this topic, because you are a mom and a business owner, which is, I'm sure, hard to juggle at times. Like, what kind of advice could you give to, um, like, people that maybe they don't want to ask for help or they don't feel comfortable asking for help? Like, what kind of advice could you give to somebody that has a lot of pride, maybe? You can take care of yourself guilt free before you take care of anyone else. That is absolutely the truth. Um, They say, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Um, So asking for help is putting that oxygen mask on yourself first. And you don't have to feel guilty um, asking for help. You don't have to feel guilty standing up for yourself either. Like if someone is asking something of you that you can't give, you can say, no, I'm not ready for that now. Can we table it? Maybe is there someone else you can ask for help? Um, But also just realizing that you can have those conversations in your head first. The can I get some help here? Can I get some peace and quiet? Can I get something? It's okay to ask. Yeah, no, I think that that is so important. And I I couldn't agree more. And I always love to talk to, um, you know, moms in general about uh, self-care and putting it first and stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, from my perspective, I, I don't like talking about things that I... It's not authentic for me to give advice on stuff like that when I'm not a mom. So that's why I love to talk to other moms that who are really passionate about self-care and putting that first. Um, so, so is that something that you prioritize in your life? Absolutely. Now it is. Um, I thought that it was rude to take care of myself when I brought a person into this world who didn't ask to be brought into this world. I thought that I needed to make my whole life about this person that I chose to bring into this world. Um, But now like I'm realizing self-care doesn't have to be an hour long bubble bath with candles. It doesn't have to be a spa day. It can literally be a moment with your eyes closed, just getting some vitamin D, which we're getting more sunshine lately. Yay. Um, It can be uh, having a warm beverage in quiet or even just finishing your warm beverage before it gets cold. Um, Just those little micro moments can be self-care. Yeah, I love that. That's such a great way of looking at it because I do agree. And I do think that a lot of women um, have this misconception about 
self-care needs to be like this big thing or it needs to be super fancy or whatever. And it's really not like that's not doesn't need to be like that at all. And in fact, enjoying the little moments like that, not only is that self-care, but it is also um, finding gratitude in, in small, simple things as opposed to always having it to be like a big deal and stuff like that. So I really love that you're uh, passionate about that and talking about how self-care is so important. Um, And I think that that's really amazing. So how did you overcome that challenge of, you know, you had to go to the food bank and you had to go to soup kitchens and stuff like that. So how did you pull yourself out of that? And how did you manage going to school with having a young child as well? (laughs) Um, That's just a lot of, I think it just all kind of gets blocked out like a traumatic event almost, but definitely just fake it till you make it, uh, keep on trucking, just constantly making the choice to show up. Um, Not every day was easy, um, absolutely, but swallowing my pride, realizing that I'm not that special, right? I, everyone has struggles. Everyone, there's a lot of single moms. There's a lot of young moms going to college. There's a lot of people without money. Um, Just realizing that we kind of, we're not alone in our struggles, even if we are alone. Um, It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be just uh, making those like right now, what choice am I making? Right now, I'm waking up and getting my son ready for school. Right now, I'm gathering my books for college. Right now, like whatever that's happening right now, because nothing else really exists. Like the future doesn't actually exist. The past doesn't actually exist. It's literally whatever is right now. And we're safe right now. We have a roof over our head. We're, we have clothes on our back. We have food in our belly. And even when we didn't have food in our belly, there was the idea that it was okay because it wasn't like a detrimental moment. We were safe in that little time right now. I love that. That is so cool. I actually like just heard about this concept that you're kind of talking about. I I watched a video yesterday um, and it was from uh, Deepak Chopra. I think that's his name. Um, And I, I had heard of him before, but I didn't really, I hadn't watched any of his stuff, but he talks about how the past is just a dream and the future is just a dream. And we're living in this dreamlike state and like all we have is now. So I think it's really cool that you brought that up because I had never thought about this before. And I think that that mentality can help so many people that struggle with like anxiety or depression or anything like that, because the the whole point of why we struggle with those things is because we're either you know, tied too much to our past or worrying too much about the future. And like you said, all we really have is now. And when you break down those um, tasks, like you were saying, you get your kid ready for school, you, you know, pack their lunches, you do these things in like little steps, because that's all that's required of you now, and not worrying so much about 
the overwhelmingness of like, what am, what am I going to do to eat tomorrow? What am I, you know, how am I going to get to school or, or all of those things that are so overwhelming. And so I just think that that is really, really good advice that you just spoiled our listeners with. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that's so good. So did you have a lot of um, like support around you at that time? Or did you, were you really like navigating it on your own? Would you say? I definitely navigated on my own, um, which I hate saying that because I did like my sister was there, but she had her own struggles. So she was focusing on herself and I was focusing on myself, which is absolutely okay. Um, It was a lonely time, but I always had my son and I guess that that's just a wonderful feeling. And I don't want people to think like that you need to have someone to tie your happiness to. Um, But I'm sure we all realized over the pandemic how lonely it can be um, when you don't have those people to lean on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. And um, just the fact that you had him to... um, you know, share your life with and stuff like that. It was almost like a gift in a way. Um, because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because just especially during a hard time like that, I can appreciate how even, even though um, it was a lot of work, right. But it's still like a gift and having somebody else's presence there with you when you didn't really have a whole lot of other support in your life. And to be honest, I think that I know for me, because I grew up, like I moved out at 16 and I really didn't have a lot of support either. So I can relate to how hard and how alone you feel, especially when you have to make, um, you know, grown up decisions when you're not a grown up, it's really hard. Um, but would you say that going through that hard time, like gave you a lot more strength now to be able to deal with like business challenges or life challenges where you're like a lot of things that maybe other people struggle with. You're like, well, my, I struggled like way harder. So I'm kind of like, this stuff doesn't really bother me as much. Like, would you say that it's helped you? Definitely. It's helped me. Um, I, whenever I have a really struggling time, I can look back and say, well, I've been homeless. I've been without food. I've been a single mom. I've gone to college. How hard is this actually? Um, But it's funny. I never think that when someone else comes to me with their struggle, because I'm always like, well, that's like, that must be really hard for you. It's not, well, I was homeless. So, (laughs) but uh, it's helped me for sure. I always have that to look back to, to say, I've had it worse and I made it. Yes. I I love that. And I think like you're saying, it's so true. Like it's, it's something that helps uh, us to be able to get through harder times in our lives when we reflect on things that we've already been through that are really, really hard. Like for me, like if a customer complains about their cake and maybe they're being really mean to me, I'm like, 
this is not really that bad because yeah, like I was homeless or I, you know what I mean? Like I just struggled way more and I, I'm so sorry you don't like your cake, but I'm just really grateful. I'm not homeless right now. So, um, so there's that, but like you were saying, like if somebody comes to you and I totally agree, like it's not about comparing, um, you know, my heart to your heart or your heart to anybody else's heart. And, and I think that that's what makes people really great, uh, friends and listeners and stuff is to just, just understand that when somebody says that they're struggling with something, they're struggling with it. And it's not for us to judge if that is, you know, something that is significant to them. Like it's, it's just, you just accept it. You listen to it and you support them the best way that you can. And I think that that's really important advice too, because a lot of um, people really have a hard time opening up about things that, uh, maybe they don't feel like, for example, when I lost my dog, I felt weird talking about it because I was like, you know, I, I know people who have lost their children. I know people who have lost their parents. And, you know, I felt really guilty talking to those people about my dog that, you know, has a short lifespan. So um, I felt it was really hard for me to do that. But, you know, I was I was welcomed with love and support and empathy um, for that. And that's how I know I'm surrounded by the right kinds of people, because even I felt a sense of guilt about that. Right. And I think that um, that's how, you know, you're around really good people when they don't judge you for what you find hard or challenging. So I think that that's really trauma is relevant, right? Like trauma is trauma is trauma. If it's trauma to you, then it's traumatic and yeah, that doesn't negate what other people are going through. And it's important to share your story because then people know maybe yeah. why something went a little wrong or why you're seeming distant or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's so important to be able to share with people. And, you know, if you're surrounded by the right people, if your customers, you know, I always think like the more authentic that you can be, the more you'll attract people who appreciate you for that and are like-minded as well. And to be honest, like I find that you are one of the most authentic people that I know. Like I love how authentic, like authenticity to me is really important in people that I surround myself with. Um, and I really recognize the people who stand out being so authentically themselves and you are that. And I think that that is so amazing. Do you have any advice on like how people can be more authentic to themselves and not care as much what other people think? Cause I think people need to know something, some advice. <laughs> how to be authentic. What an odd question, right? Um, <laughs> well, because yeah, it's natural think, to, to you, right? So it's kind of hard to, put yeah. it you know, I think it's not about not caring what other people think because I do, I definitely care what people think. I care if people are talking behind my back. Um, but if you've lived your whole life pretending to be something that you're not, how do you even know if people do like you? Um, so yeah, I think it's just a matter of 
just saying things without thinking maybe and you're gonna stick your foot in your mouth and you're gonna embarrass yourself and you're going to embarrass other people but I dare you to think of one moment where someone else was embarrassed that's so you can't think of anything <laughs> so nobody else is thinking about you as much as you think about you so true oh my god jazz you're full of so much great advice I love it so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know it's so funny. Um, <clears throat> asking somebody, uh, how, like, for example, if I'm asking you, how are you authentic? You're like, just, just how I am. I don't know. Um, but no, that is a really great way of explaining it. And, and I love that you said that you do still care what people think. Um, because I think as humans, like it's, you can say that you don't, but I mean, it still hurts feelings when people are mean to you or they're talking behind your back. I totally, I totally agree with that. That's really great advice. Cause I think a lot of people have the misconception of like, Oh, I just have to not care what anyone thinks. And it's like, no, you can care about humans in general and still be authentically yourself. And I think that that's what true authenticity is. So, and you do it so well and so effortlessly. So it's amazing. Um, so I want to ask you, what does International Women's Day mean to you? So it's definitely a reminder of how far women have come. Um, but more specifically, I think it's a reminder of how women in other countries and even here have not come very far. Um, there's still a lot of like gap, like the wage gap. There's the pink tax. Um, a lot of women can't even go see a doctor or get a job or anything like that without their husband present. Um, if a woman wants to deal with her reproductive organs that are causing her issues, she still may need acceptance from her husband to get any help done. And so as far as Yes, women have come a long way, especially in North America. Um, there are a lot of women that are still struggling a lot. And maybe some women that don't even know that there is a struggle for women. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely lots of work that needs to be done. And I hope that every year that International Women's Day comes reminds us that we need to think about it more often. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about um it's come a really far long way in North America and we're really lucky for that. Um, still not perfect for sure, but especially compared to the other countries and stuff, I think that's a really, really important thing. And that's, uh, we, I've done, well, you're my 11th interview on this and we haven't talked about that yet. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. I think that that's a really important uh, point to highlight that, yes, we do live in a country where, you know, women generally are much better accepted and can pretty much do what they want for the most part. Um, But there are a lot of countries in the world still today, which is crazy to think that they're not allowed to drive. They're not allowed to dress a certain way. They're not allowed to, you know, color their hair. They're not allowed to do it like a lot of things. And it's really, really sad. And I think that, you know, International Women's Day is a really important day to recognize that. So I think you said it really, really well. That's amazing. Um, so what is a common misconception that you have had of other women? 
I always thought that women didn't get along. I thought maybe there was something special about these lifelong friendships that I had. Like I have two friends that I've known since before I was 10 years old. And I thought maybe there was just something special about the three of us. Right. Um, but yeah, just that women can't get along. <laughs> So true. not true. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But that's such a common misconception. Like every, almost everybody has been saying that. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just it's just how we grew up and like going through like the, the school system and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's hard, like having women friends like and having these misconceptions that, you know, we're, we're, everyone is mean and everyone's gossipy and stuff like that. So how did you move past that misconception? Honestly, it didn't take much. Um, I just started talking to other women and just forgetting about, yeah, they're going to go talk about me later or they're thinking bad things. Like just lock that out. Just, yeah. well, let I let the bad thoughts happen and then just let them go on. Um, yeah. And I think I, I don't even know that I have very many men friends now, um, mostly women and like just amazing women who like we lift each other up and honestly just, yeah, just forget the saying that women can't get along and just meet more women. Yeah, it's so true. Once you actually, um, you know, talk to people and meet people and you meet different people and stuff and, and really get to know them and surround yourself with kind people, like-minded people, people who want to see you succeed more than anything and want to be your cheerleader and stuff. Um, the more you, uh, like you said, talk to people and get to know them, the more you actually can't even believe those things anyways. Like it just proves every wrong. And um, also the more you surround yourself with those people, like life is so much better with like good quality people around you, like easier, more fun um, people to lean on when you're having hard times and struggles and stuff like that, um, which is something that you didn't have when you were going through your struggle. And I didn't have when I was going through my struggle. So it's just really nice to be at a place now where um, inevitably there's going to be more struggles in life and just being supported, you know, is very different than going through challenges alone. Right. Yeah. And even knowing, like, I'm not great at asking for help, but just knowing that I do have people to reach out to people who go through the same things as me. I don't have too much information, but I've had a terrible period my whole life. And I just thought that was just normal. And then, you know, after hanging out with more women and being open, I realized I go through is not regular and I probably need some medical help. Yeah. So having people who can go through the same things as you and share those experiences so that you can know that your reality isn't necessarily the reality of everyone. That is so true. I can totally relate to that because I also had a really bad period. I was on prescription medication for it because it was so bad. And uh, yeah, my friends, no, they, they were totally fine, had a normal period, everything. I would suffer for every single yeah. month. 
I would be throwing up. I would be like having a fever, like just really, really weird symptoms. And like you said, you think that that's normal. I thought it was so normal. I'm like, this sucks being a woman. So I don't know what all these other people are talking about, but um, it's so true that uh, until you actually start talking and you're like, "Hmm, it's not really normal. Maybe there's hope for me. Maybe I can fix this. Right. So uh, that's, that's really, really true. I think that that's, important to know um, that, you know, talking to other people about your issues or things that might be vulnerable or uncomfortable are really important because then you can kind of see different perspectives on it too. Definitely. Awesome. So um, what is your new belief about women today? Um, We're all struggling. Mm -hmm. Nobody has it together. Nobody wakes up every day and has a perfect smile on their face and has perfectly coiffed hair. And we literally wake up every day and have bad breath and like need maybe caffeine to get going or something like that. Um, Definitely. Oh, we're all in a battle for equality as well. So we're, we're a lot more alike than we think. Yeah, I think that is a really important message that every single person struggles. And I, I kind of grew up thinking like, well, I think a lot of people grew up thinking that, oh, like those people that are successful, like have something special or different or whatever. Um, I, cause you look at your, you know, your idols or the singers or actresses or whatever, and and you look up to them and you're like, oh, like I, I just, you can't relate to that. And, um, it wasn't until I started doing like self-development stuff. And I realized that even all of these people who are like, Tony Robbins or like Rachel Hollis or like any just really big influencer type people. Um, Once I heard about their struggles and their challenges in life, it really helped me realize and normalize my life and be like, okay, Um, they went through that and they were able to achieve success. So that means that I can do that too. That means that you can do that too. And so once I realized that everyone struggles, everyone has issues, nobody knows what the hell they're doing at any point. Um, it really helped me like be able to, to have the courage and the strength to, to, to do the things that I really wanted to do. So, um, that is such great advice. I think that's amazing. And, um, it's really cool to see you building and growing your business as well, because, uh, you know, just, talking about your struggle and where you've come from, you could have easily gone down another terrible, crappy path. Um, Do you ever think about that? Like being so grateful for what you've been able to create? Are you ever just like blown away that you own a business and that you are a freaking boss? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I just paid off my first car. I don't even drive yet. Oh my God. <laughs> um, That's so good. But I've signed up for driver's ed for Easter weekend. Um oh, gonna learn how to drive with my 16-year-old son. <laughs> I love that but, so much, Josh. It's so cool. Okay. Um so the other day, um, my spouse and I got in my car and he drives. And he was like, oh, my gosh, baby, we have a heated steering wheel. I love it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like six years ago, I was homeless. 
And today I have a heated steering wheel in a car that I own. Yeah. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. That's so cool. Um, I, I just, that warms my heart. I love that so much. So what kind of advice can you give other women um, who, you know, they may think like maybe they don't think, feel that they're deserving or, you know, because I think when you come from such a struggle of being homeless and stuff, and then you, you, you don't think that you can have those things. So what kind of advice could you give to people like that? Anything is possible. And I know that sounds so cliche. Um, Literally anything could be homeless again, you know, next month, who knows, but it's, it's all temporary. Every moment is temporary. So if I'm worthy, then like literally everyone is worthy of trying for themselves. And you never know until you do try. And like, what's the worst that's going to happen if you're, you know, living your worst life right now your worst moment you're you're in your darkest time that's temporary and what's the worst that's going to happen if you just try a moment of positivity if you just try one piece of healthier food another cup of water or even a sip of water if you never drink water um it doesn't have to be like these giant goals these you know, I'm going to be a billionaire. It doesn't have to be that goal. It can be, I'm going to wake up and not look at my social media right away. It can be, you know, just these tiny little micro moments. Yeah. And I think everyone. Yeah. I think that those moments are the most important in any, you know, in any dream or any goal that you're building. Like you can't look at, you know, somebody's chapter 12 and compare that to your chapter one when you haven't even started your, your health journey or your development journey or stuff like that. And I can totally relate to that because I would always fall victim to that when it came to um, like physical health and stuff. I hate working out. And so I would always, if I was starting a new workout routine, I would look at what these other people were doing that were in like amazing shape and stuff like that. And they work out for like godly, godly times, like, like just like a lot, way too much. And I would be like, Oh, that's must be what I have to do. But in reality, all I have to do is just go for a walk because that's much more than what I'm doing today. So I think that having realistic goals and breaking them down into little like micro goals, like you're saying, just grab an extra sip of water. If you don't drink water, start drinking water. Like just little things like that will make it such a big difference. And you can't get to, you know, the chapter 12 um, without doing all of those things. It's literally impossible. And so I I think that that's really, really great advice. You've already offered so much great advice, Jazz, in this podcast. I really appreciate it. You're so amazing. Um, Do you have like an overarching best piece of advice that you can share? Asking for what you need is not rude. It's not. It's not rude to say exactly what you need. And it's also not rude to say, I'm not sure what I need in this moment. Can I take some time to think it through? Um, Or even just to say, I want to tell you something and I just 
need you to listen. I don't want advice. I don't need you to help. I know that might be hard for you, but I just need like an ear. It's, it's okay to ask for what you need, even if you don't know what you need and you need to work that out as you talk. Absolutely. That is such great advice. I could not agree more. And you are just such an inspiring person sharing your struggle, what you've been through and where you're at now is literally a true inspiration for the St. Thomas community and just for women in general. You are so amazing. Um, And where can people find you and connect with you? thebrowboss.ca is the quickest way uh, you can find me on Instagram at jazz the brow boss or on Facebook the brow boss and all that jazz amazing and I will definitely link all of your information and um, accounts and stuff like that in the show notes so people can go over there they can follow you they can connect with you um, and I know that you've offered so much value to our listeners and I'm so so grateful to have you on our show um, and thank you so much Jazz I just love you you're amazing thank you Rebecca I love you you're awesome alright so we will talk soon thanks Jazz bye thank you bye